0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of If These Walls Could Talk podcast. First and foremost, I want you guys to subscribe to the episode Rate 5 Stars on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, all that great stuff. Um, thank you again for everyone for listening. Um, this is If These Walls Could Talk podcast, a podcast about Christians and a podcast about good life and sports and everything else. Um, hopefully, you enjoy. We got a great episode today. Um, and let's get it started in three, two, one. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of If These Walls Could Talk podcast. I am your host, Michael. Um, first and foremost, I just want to again say thank you guys for everybody that's listening and tuning in. Um, but let's get straight to the show. Um, my my Atlanta Hawks, yes, my Atlanta Hawks lost yesterday to a score about over twenty points, so it was a blowout basically. Um, but we got another game today. Yes, we got another game today. I am excited about our, our game today. I am not nervous, nor am I worried. It's Atlanta. We got Trey Young. We got John Collins. And I've said this on Twitter. I'll say this again here. Atlanta Hawks move when John Collins scores a lot of points. Atlanta Hawks move when John Collins is a bona fide superstar and plays like it. When John Collins is getting bullied or pushed around by P.J. Tucker in the post, I don't like that. I think John Collins is going to have a big, big game, Game 3. I see them winning in the late early nineties. Trey Young had a lot of turnovers in that game. Um Trey Young played really, really bad. So I was really disappointed in that much. Um who else played bad? Um yeah, the whole team played bad. Um hunter's back, that's a good thing. But next to that, the whole team played terrible. There was no real consistency on the offensive side. Defensively they got bullied. Um Giannis took it straight to them. Didn't didn't let them um <clears throat> create anything. They Lopez was shooting open threes. Didn't li- didn't really leave a, a gap for him to like, you know, drive in the paint and do his thing. You'd rather him do that. They dominated the the rebounding section. It wasn't a great um <clears throat> my apologies. It wasn't a great um rebound rebounding game for them. Um they they basically took it to Atlanta. Everything they did, um, Bold bold Boljan John, bold John Oh, I said that I butchered that name. I apologize, but he played he played really good. He had like six points, but he hit a couple threes. They need that. They need him going. Um, they had the kid, the white white velvet um, out there playing well, but next to that, they they just they there was no. I guess in my opinion there was no urgency in game 2 it, it it seemed close in the first quarter second quarter they're down by like 4 and then Giannis went down to score again and they went up by like 8 and then um Bud has uh not Bud um coach coach Mudi has not the Atlanta coach I don't, I I'm sorry I'm totally blanking out his name he has to do something with the substitutions in the um second quarter cuz that's when Giannis – starts the second quarter, so you have Giannis, Holiday, and and they're going like, up against your bench. And I, I just don't think that's a good matchup, especially on the bench side. So uh, um, it just has to be a quick substitution of, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to rest Capella earlier? How you, how do you plan on resting Capella? Or, like, how do you plan on, like, you know, taking advantage of those things and those um avenues because you don't know what what that team can do, um, the resting of Trey Young. You gotta figure out how to get more offense when Trey Young's on the bench. And I know that been the whole struggle throughout this playoff series. Um, but there has to be a way where Trey Young could get let's say four or five minutes each rest each quarter he's out and the bench or the bench without Trey does something so if that got to be like at least leaving two starters out there or leave, leaving the starter and a um <clears throat> a shooter somewhere because I like honestly Milton Milton hasn't killed you which is a good thing I think what you should do is since Milton goes off sits in the second quarter you put um I'm I'm sorry but you put the guy that was guarding Milton, which uh, I'm butchering names. Oh my gosh! Well, let me apologize. One second, guys. Um, you should put um, Solomon Hill on um, holiday. That's what I'll do, because Milton's not really killing killing you like that. I put Solomon Hill on holiday. I put um, John Collins on Giannis, and I go with that. I go my benches now. Solomon Hill, John Collins. Um, Dinero Gallinari, um, Luil, and then Cam Reddish, and we go small, and we just try to bully them like that, and we try to force, force the issue of them going small as well, because they would have to spread out as well, and then you just, you just play like that, and you just try to, I guess your two big guys are, ah, who's to guard, the, I just thought about this now, who's gonna guard Giannis in that lineup? um okay maybe you go capella oh my gosh this is getting harder now okay so you go capella d cam um no i no i think you go small yeah i'll go small i'll go john d lou cam and John and um, Salem Hill, and I just I just ram you with a small lineup, and I just tell Luther just run. I know that Dallas slow, but just run, 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 run. That whole time with Trace Young, run. That 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 offense should be running. That there's no breaks or anything like that with that offense. And then when you flip it, cause you want to get Giannis. There's, there's no such thing as really getting NBA players tired, but you want to get Giannis um, exhausted. You want to put him in pick and rolls. You want to put him in defenses where he has to really move his feet and play defense. Not saying Giannis is a terrible defender, but you want to make sure that <coughs> at least he's working on the defensive side, and he, and he's not playing free safety like a LeBron James or something where you could just help off his player or something like that. You ought to keep him honest of where where wherever his player is, and. That's what you want to do because these. Because Drew Holiday cannot beat you one on one. Like, so. And, and the starting lineup, you have to figure out something where you're physically pushing Drew to pass the ball to Chris Milton and making him a third scorer. So. <clears throat> When that happens, that, that team becomes easier. They had a bunch of threes that went in that game, too. I do not see that happening again. That was a big thing that no one's really talking about. They had a bunch of threes that went in, especially in the early first or second quarter. It was just like they are just raining threes, and it was just no point of stopping them. So, <clears throat> again, I'm so sorry, my throat. Um, but that that's, that's the big thing that needs to be happening. And then for... The other game, the Phoenix Suns versus the LA Clippers. Um, since it's on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast, uh, I haven't really been able to like watch those games realistically. Um, so I can't really give you guys an in depth like I gave you with the Atlanta one. But what I can tell you is that that game um, with the with this coming out Wednesday, I'm recording on Sunday, so we just seen the Saturday game where they're up three one. So by Monday they might have won it, so when this comes out Wednesday and I say say something like, um, but I hope this is what this is my hope and this is my prediction. I hope Clippers take Game Five so it can go back to Clippers in Game Six and they lose in their home court. That would be my hope, just because they took Serge Ibaka from Toronto Raptors and they took Kawhi, so that's my hope, my my assumption and I hope. My prediction is that Phoenix takes game five. Um, Devin Booker finally figures out Pat Ma- um, Pat McAfee, um Patrick Beverly, and they they figured that team out. He had an okay game, uh, game four, um, 23 points, 25 points. Um, nothing to be super happy about, I would say. It was just an okay game. Um, he got fouled out. So, again, like, Devin Booker, your superstar, getting fouled out. Is not really a good look on that part. Um, Deandre Dayton is playing like a, a man beyond boys. This is what we wanted the Utah Jazz Center to play with, like Gobert. Like he should have been dominating this team. Like you should have been doing what Deandre is doing, just like keeping the ball high, making them punishing them on the defensive end when they went small. Like just absolutely, did not like destroying their confidence every time they went small to keep Zubac in the game, and you couldn't do that. So that's really 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 disappointing because you're seeing you're seeing what DeAndre is doing and he's basically like making it very clear that you're not good at basketball. You have to have a center out there to play me cuz you cannot go small cuz I will legitimately dominate you guys in the paint and you guys are too small to grab the board off me and I'm going to keep the ball high. This is the great thing about DeAndre and what he's doing. Three things that I've hated with the clip when the Clippers went small, and they started doing this against Dallas, they had they had their center, um, not Bojan Bardanovich, but they had Dallas had their center, and I was so upset with Dallas' center because it was just so it was just so infuriating because you're just like, why aren't you just taking it to them, and like, kicking their butt. Like, you should be... You're 7-something, and you're not holding them down and, like, making sure they punish them. Like, Christoph Persing should have had a big game that game. But the people that I'm more pissed off about is not even Christoph. It's their set... Like, Willie Colley should have had a big game. Jeff... JJ Reddick didn't play? Wow. Was he injured? e, And you're still potting? Like, yo, fam, how do you expect to play? See, that's why, hey, how do you pod and, like, hey they are out the league soon. Okay, I guess he's leaving the league soon. I guess. But yeah, it was just it was, it was just a bad game from their centers. I was really pissed that their centers couldn't really um do anything. I can't find the guy's name right now. I am so sorry, but I know he's like one of those like goofy seven foot six guys. Um, I'm looking at the roster list and I cannot find it. Oh yeah, Bojan Majanovic. We have Boban Boban Majanovic. It's like seven two. He's like seven four. Like what else like how do we how do we not stop that? Like how do you how do you not like dominate that game where you're you're physically putting your will against them and again I just want you to play not even decent but great basketball where you're just saying, you know what? I'm gonna put my head down and dominate you guys today. I am going to keep the ball so high. I'm gonna push you guys around. I am seven foot four and I'm muscled and Boban didn't do that, and the Jazz, <clears throat> the Jazz Rudy Gobert didn't do that at all. He was absolutely horrendous. Just let you um, Clippers basically take him out the game, and <clears throat> and if they're going small, that's on the coach as well. Like you see, your you're starting getting cooked. You should take him out to like you know. Match with the smallness, and then go from there. And if they're gonna attack the paint, they're gonna attack the paint. But when you're up twenty five, you cannot lose that game. I'm sorry. But that's not a point here. Um yeah, the main point I was trying to make was that DeAndre Dayton is playing like a man beyond boys and he is dominating that game. So I like DeAndre. I like I like what Chris Paul came back. If y'all didn't know, Chris Paul did come back. Um he's playing really, really well. He his first game back he didn't play that good. He played okay. Not really well, but he played okay his second game. He dropped let me let me let me check the stats where he dropped, but he dropped a certain amount of points. Which isn't that bad. The game was really a low-scoring game. It was it was in the four eighties. It was eighty four eighty. Chris Paul got eighteen points. So that's on what six for twenty two shooting. Oh, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, he's just coming out of COVID. That's my excuse for him right now. Um, hopefully he gets some rest if they they finish it in five and they don't have to play the finals until July first. I'm assuming the finals start or July July second. So, but yeah, let's hope that happens. July first or July fifth, whenever the, the finals start. Um, but next to that, basketball has been awesome. Love love it. That's in the summer. Summer, so I can watch it. It's not like right now we'd be in the NBA finals, and right now we're not because you know basketball was delayed because of COVID. So screw screw you COVID. Um, we're almost out of it. Um, please get vaccinated if you don't know. I'm a vaccine boy. Fully vaccinated now, so um, I just want to let y'all know that, so no one gets confused of like what Michael's stance is. Um, it's a stance with science. <laughs> um, yeah, and now let's get into our gospel takes. Dun, 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 dun. We're gonna talk about Jesus. We're gonna talk about Jesus, cause we read the Bible last, and now we're gonna talk about it more, more, more. All right. Our, our verse of the day is in our Bible verse and it goes, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind. This, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like the love of your neighbors as yourself. Verse of the day. Um, also we're going to go to our plans. We're going to read some of our plans um our plan is on race um there's a video with this one so i can't really read the message with the video so i won't play the video because we might get stripped down or the man just might say copyright so i don't want to take his words or anything like that and yep there's a video so the scripture says and my god will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in christ jesus and my god will will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in christ jesus um let's see if i could play the 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 video without it being stripping because this is a low-key podcast and no one's really only we're listening to so
1: dick point has a son named rick and when rick was born his umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck which caused considerable brain- Damage and left him without any control of his legs. He would be confined for a wheelchair to a wheelchair for the rest of his life. He couldn't communicate, Well, when he was, uh, when he was in school, uh, doctor finally figured out a way to rig up a computer so that Rick in the wheelchair could, uh, with, his, with his head nods, he could control the, uh, the message that would be output on a computer screen. Once when Rick was in high school, one of his friends had been in a car accident and the, the friend's family was hosting a 5K race to raise money for him. And Rick, with his with his head bobs and his computer, said to his dad, Dad, I want to run that race. Of course, what he meant was, Dad, I want you to push me in the wheelchair for the 5K. And Dad hadn't run in a long, long time, and he thought his son was crazy, but he could tell it meant a lot to his son, so he said, okay, I'm gonna do it, and so they went to the 5K, and he pushed his son for the wheelchair, and Dad, afterwards, he finished the race, but Dad described it as the most painful, miserable experience of his life, until Rick came up to him after the race, and with his head bobs and with his computer, he said, Dad, when we were running in the race, and you were pushing me in the wheelchair, it felt like I could walk again and that sentence changed Dick's life forever. From that moment on, he was determined to give his son the same feeling as often as he could, so he started training, and they started running, and they ended up running, now they've run over a 100 marathons. They've qualified for the Boston Marathon, and they've run it dozens of times. Their personal best for a marathon is 35 minutes off the world record, a world record that, by the way, is held by someone who was not pushing a wheelchair. But Dick was, and Rick was in the wheelchair. They've done, uh, they've done triathlons, they've done Ironmans, they've gone cross-country skiing, they've gone mountain climbing together, all with Rick in the wheelchair and his father Dick, pushing him behind all the time, all because his son had a need, and Dad wanted to fulfill it. You have needs. You woke up this morning and there were parts of your day that you maybe were not looking forward to. You need help. You need assurance. You need encouragement. You need resources. You need something. And you might sometimes wonder if there is anybody who is going to give those things to you. Well, there is. In Philippians chapter four, the Apostle Paul says this. He says, and my God will meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. According to his glorious riches in the man who also knows how it feels to be crippled by pain. As he was crippled over a cross, where he showed you exactly how determined he is and how much pain he was willing to endure, just to give you everything that you could possibly need, he knows your wants and he will give you everything that you need.
0: Amen, 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 amen. Um, you know what? This is what we do, we're gonna watch one more or listen to one more because I just, I, I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, we obviously know the scripture in that one. So we're going to listen to one more and then we're gonna go into our Bible, our Bible reading for the day. Um, this is, um, the scripture we're going to read is Galatians five or seven, and then we're going to listen to the devotion. So again, this is the race called race, um, time of grace, but it's called race. One more video. Here we go.
1: Mary Decker is one of the most successful long-distance runners in the history of the United States track. But her most famous race might be one that she did not win. It was in the 1984 Olympics. She was running in the 3,000-meter final. She was the favorite to win. But over the course of the race, when she was in second place, her feet got tangled up with another runner. She ended up falling to the side of the track, hitting really hard, and was not able to get back up and finish the race. She ended up losing. I still remember the picture on the front of Sports Illustrated that year of Mary Decker just sobbing as the, uh, as the other runners ran by. There was a little bit of controversy around that. Because at first, Mary Decker accused the person whose feet she got tangled up with of intentionally tripping her. And it's still a little bit unknown as to whether or not that really happened, if it was an intentional trip or unintentional trip. But regardless, she was tripped up and she ended up losing. There's a passage in the Bible that says that we actually kind of do that to ourselves sometimes. We trip ourselves up in our lives. It says this in Galatians chapter five, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? In other words, we trip ourselves up When we stop obeying the truth that God gives us in his word. When we when we think it's not a good idea to do the things that God wants us to do. When we tell ourselves, what do you mean I'm supposed to forgive my enemies? What do you mean I'm supposed to love my enemies? What do you mean I'm supposed to be pure until I'm married? What do you mean I'm not supposed to worry? Those are hard things to do. And Jesus knows. Sometimes it's hard to do what God wants us to do. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he literally sweat drops of blood. He was feeling so much stress because of the very difficult, hard task that his father had placed in front of him, the hard task of enduring a cross and all the pain that went along with it, just to love us. But he did go through with it. He said, not what I want, Father, but what you want. In other words, he trusted that what his father wanted him to do was the best. And it is for you too. You see a great love at that cross that reminds you that he will do anything. He will endure any cross. He will carry any weight, any pain, just to be there for you. And so when you look at his laws and when you look at the hard things that he wants you to do, the hard tasks that it takes a little bit of encouraging to to carry through, see the love behind them. Remind yourself that it's not going to hurt you. God only gives us his guidance because he knows it's going to make you stronger and better equip you to run the very important race that you are running.
0: That was also amazing. Um, And I just want to read the scripture again. It says, You were running a good race who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth. You were running a good race. You were running an awesome race who cut in for you to be... What did it say? My bad. <laughs> You're running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? Obeying the truth. That's that's a diff- difficult one. Because sometimes I think that we enjoy our leisures of the world more than we enjoy what God brings to us. Like, why Why are we not running our race? Why are we running other people's races? Why are we not um, obeying God? Why are we not allowing God to take control over our lives. and I think that comes down to you know allowing things and I could talk personally to this allowing like when you get a successful career or when you start doing something new in your life, you start to um, forget or even stop stop running your race or you feel like, okay, I made it. so this is God's blessing so I'm gonna take advantage of this because I don't know when this is gonna come back again. And maybe sometimes God is trying to test you, be like you. Look, I gave you this small blessing; you can't even handle that. Like I, I'm letting you run this race, so run it properly. Like you have ob- an obligation to do what God's calling you to do, or what I'm calling you to do. So, be a good steward. Show them that you're a good Christian. Be, be everything you can be, and be, and be passionate about it. And like, don't take advantage of the blessing that God gave you. And I'm learning it the hard way, but I've learned a valuable lesson in those ways where, like, it, it takes a while to, like, okay, like, this is God's good race, so I'm gonna take a step back and understand that God's been good to me, and God's been good to me, so let the glory of God be with me through it all, through it all, through it all, through it all, so, um, yeah, and that's, that's that scripture, um, we, we read two Bible, two different devotions, so, we're gonna go to our bible verse and i hope you guys been reading it's not galatians it's after esther and this man was just straight up sad and we were talking about it and we were all like saying why this man is like making michael sad but after by the way after esther's job by the way but no one's talking about that No one's talking about that. No one is talking about that. After Esther is job, but somehow I got into the other one and this guy was basically talking about everything was meaningless and like how he hated everything. But um it was it was interesting because how he described it, how the how the teacher described it and how, how after I did my research it was actually um really, really, really interesting about how like he really hated um not everything but the teacher is basically describing how and i want to give you a background of what i've done my little research on um the teacher is basically describing how we chase the abundance of what the world brings to us and we don't chase the abundance of what god brings to us sometimes and i think that we do it on a i don't say a local level but a A level where we just don't understand or a level where we just um just feel like okay i gotta do this because i want to do this and i think that's just not um what god intends uh arc i don't okay i think that's not what god intends everyone to be i think god doesn't want us to chase money i don't think god wants us to chase i think you should be successful there's a difference between chasing money and chasing success, and there's, there's this big gap with Christians that we, I uh, can't chase money, and then chase God at the same time, I think you could chase to be successful, and be great at your job, or be great at your career, or be a great entrepreneur, and still be a Christian, and still be a person that loves, loves on God, and still does the all, almighty glory to God, and everything like that, you could do both, I'm trying to say, like, you can't, I don't want to pigeonhole you into saying that, oh, chasing money, so you should never really go get a job, or you should never really, because you're only chasing God and not saying that's bad, but I am saying that if you're willing to, because God also says in his word or in his Bible, he says that you should do everything, with good works and hard, hardship, whatever job you're at, so if he says that, then it means, yo, go get your bag, chase your bag, chase chase whatever bag you're with, and like go grab everything for you that's in this world, but don't forget to go grab, don't forget that I walk beside you and all this, so even when, for example, let's say you stumble a little bit, or you're off this week, or you've just been terrible this week, know that God's walking with you, so just, you know, put your head back up, you know, get back into your word, get back into your podcast, and make sure you're still spreading the word, even if you don't feel like it, aka me, I am tired, I am sick, I am all these things, but You know, the word of God doesn't stop, so I can't either. So we are on, um, it's called Essesil, and this is going to be Toils Is Meaningless. So we're on 17, and as I read. So I hated life because the work that is done under the sun was grievous to me. All of it is meaningless a chasing after the wind. I hated all things I have told for under the sun, because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. And who knows whether that person will, will be wise or foolish. Yet they will have control over all the fruits of my toil, into which I have poured my effort and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. So my heart began to despair over all my toilsome tos- labor under the sun for a person may labor with wisdom knowing and skill and then they must leave all their own to another who has not toiled for it this too is meaningless and a great misfortune what do people get for all the toil and anxious striving with which they labor under the sun all their days they work is grief and pain even at night their minds do not rest this too is meaningless a person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil this too i see is from the hand of god for without him who can eat or find enjoyment to the person who pleases him god gives one knowledge and happiness but the, to the stent, sinner, he gives the task of gathering the strong, the storing up wealth, to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This is to the meaningless, a chasing after the one. Hmm. Wait, let me read that part again. But to the sinner, he gives a task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. Who? 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 I missed that. I missed that, ooh, ooh, ooh. He gave a little wisdom right at the end. See, this is what I love about the Bible. The Bible sometimes will just throw a little wisdom right at the end so you'll just catch it. If you don't catch it, you won't catch it. To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the one, ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh! That got to get highlighted. That got to get highlighted. That got to get talked about, because he was talking. He's like, yo, don't chase. Again, this is all about chasing like victories and money and all that stuff. So he's just the teacher. Is basically talking about, hey, like God gives you when you're pleasing God. God will give you knowledge and happiness and all your fruits of your labor. But the sinner, the person that doesn't do right, the person that doesn't um listen, the person that doesn't want to do right by god he god he says it here he'll hand it over to the one who pleases god this too is meaningless chasing after the wind oh my gosh okay a time for everything oh man this is yo fam this is long okay we're gonna read up to 15. there is a time for everything and the season for every activity under the heavens a time to be born a time to die for to die. A time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search, a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend. It's a time a time to be silent a time to speak a time to love a time to hate a time to war a time for peace what do workers gain from their toil i have seen the burden of god has laid on human race. he has had everything beautiful in its time he has also sent eternity in third eternity in the human's hearts yet yeah. no one can fathom what god has done for being to end I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all of their toils. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him whatever he is has already been and what will has been before him. and God will call past accounts. Ooh, 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 ooh. 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 Ooh Oh and we're stopping right there. I gotta give you guys a little tease for next week. I just wanna give you the, the last word. And I saw something else under the sun what what are you seeing under your sun? what are you seeing under your rocks what are you seeing under your stones what are you seeing that you haven't basically given to god yet that's my prayer to you and for my prayer to myself honestly that what haven't i truly gave to god yet what haven't i released to god or told god this is yours this is my pain this is my suffering this is my anxiety this is my everything this is what's under my sun. God, may you take control of those things because I can't control them anymore. May you understand me and give me peace and wisdom and blessings and all that other stuff because I need it, God. Because I'm struggling sometimes and I don't know what to do. May the glory of God be with me forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen.